East Coast Creepin' contains graphic and explicit content, which may not be suitable for all listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Hey guys, welcome to our podcast, East Coast Creepin'. I'm Linda. I'm Lorraine. And I'm Leslie. We're three sisters from the Baltimore, Maryland area. There is a fourth sister, and she will be making guest appearances throughout the series. We're obsessed with true crime, paranormal, and laughing. Join us for a weekly outburst as we dive into crazy stories that full-fledged throughout the East Coast. Just so you know, we do not have a background in criminal justice, criminal investigation, medicine, or psychology. This is all just for informative purposes. What was that set? Music from Sir Space? Outta. Oh. <laughs> oh, my God. Music from Outta Space. Okay. Jeez. Oh, my God. Wow. So much going on over here. It's Leslie. Welcome back episode 46 oh <laughs> I, I didn't know it was loaded this is why you don't handle guns that people just hand to you <laughs> did i say this is episode 46 yeah yeah when you shot me in my head where are we going hey is that my hoodie nope virginia fucker you're oh, you there's no bullet. yeah i gave them to you before we started recording because Linda was shooting them everywhere. I, know, I got a little trigger happy. I'm a sorry. little trigger happy. <laughs> Imagine it hit Virginia. And then you tell me no. We'll say no. We'll say no? Does that mean we are in Virginia? Are we going to be in Virginia for part of this? For like five seconds. Okay. DC sniper. <laughs> no? Go. Maryland. <laughs> I love that it hit Marilyn and then hit you in the head. <laughs> um, we could say yes. Nice. DC. Yeah. Well, the main, the, the kind of. Is the DC sniper? It's not. Oh. oh. I was like, damn, I'm on. One, no, one day I'm going to do that. I called dibs on that one. But um, no, this is actually an all over kind of thing. But we'll get into why I say it's DC in a second. I guess not in a second, but soon. Eventually. Yes, eventually. I don't know where that first one went. I kind of want to say something, but I guess we'll just wait. Wait, you were supposed to talk about something. What? No. Not right now? No. Out of episode? Yes, she said. Out of episode, and y'all left me, so then. That was her. No, all of you. I had to wake up. I know. Congratulations. Hello. I'll be okay for the first 30 minutes. (laughs) I had to, uh, I don't know. I'm getting this away from your paper because it always scares me. It's mine. Technically, it's our candle. No, I blessed from it. Ars, from Arcesa. I blessed Shit, it. Is that going to mess up the monitor? Because that's been like that the whole time. No, because he left it like that all night. It'll go to sleep eventually. Or never. Mm. Okay, so today we're going to talk about James Mitchell DeBar de Leden. The bar to let in. We're just going to call him James. <laughs> Is that why you went? <sighs> yeah. Can you spell that for me? <laughs> the last name or Mitchell. the first name? <laughs> M-I-T-C-H-E-L-L. Mm-hmm. And the last name? Capital D, lowercase e, capital B, lowercase a, R-D-E-L-E-D-E-N. Okay, hold on. B-A-R-D-E-L-E-D-E-D-E-N. E-N. The second. Okay. A.K.A. Mike. That's from Mitchell. We'll just call him James. 
<laughs> Jesus. But we can't. But we can't. But we can't. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> okay. So he was born March 20th, 1940 in Little Rock, Arkansas. Happy birthday. I wanted to say it, honestly. When when March? March what? 1940? March 20th, 1940 in Little Rock, Arkansas. To a James Mitchell Sr. and a Mary Lou. He is one of three children, and he is the middle child. He has an older sister and a younger brother. Mm, middle children. March middle name? children. Mary, and then second name, Lou. L-O-U. No, L-O-U. <laughs> Tell me. So in 1945, the family moved to Austin, Texas, and his father was in the U.S. Navy. I don't know how I do it, but it feels like I always get people with the same backstory. Yes. You're gravitated towards them. It's weird. Okay, anyway. So 1945, family moves to Texas, Austin, Texas, and his father's in the U.S. Navy. In 1949, his family then moved to Kentucky for a short time, and then they were sent overseas to Germany for a year. And then after that year was over, they were sent to the Netherlands. This is all because of the dad being in the Navy. Okay. Yep. No alternate family yet? No, not yet. Okay. In 1953, the dad retired, and the family stayed in Albany, New York. Only for a little while. I don't know how long, but Albany, New York. The parents had a very unstable relationship, and Mm. there was constant infidelities on both sides. So not just the mom, but the dad. And the mom, whenever the dad was, like, away because of work, uh, stationed elsewhere, the mom was considered to be a very neglectful. She was neglectful. Okay. And she was an alcoholic. (laughs) Um, Sometimes. Yeah. Both parents were abusive. They didn't really say what the mom's choice of uh, punishment was, but it was said that the dad would actually do... So this was backed up by the siblings saying that the dad would... When the dad was upset with James, the dad would end up holding his head underwater for Holy long periods of time, or he would switch them. So like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like I was like, a, wait, what? Like and take then I something thought, and then yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then like beat them. Yeah, yeah. I was like, switch Stick. them with what? <laughs> Each other? Yeah. <laughs> and they did say that the mom had preferred to be with her side flings more than being at home so whenever the dad was away she was always like at the the bar with her boyfriends versus being at home with the children right that's unfortunate uh james was considered quiet and a loader a loner (laughs) but he had preferred it that way by 1956 he had become violent and had actually physically assaulted his mother Mm-hmm. He constantly threatened her with hatchets and letter openers. Jeez. Holy shit. So he was like, if you don't leave me alone, I'm going to kill you with this. What a rude ass kid. In September of that year, he had actually bought two handguns and not too long afterwards was arrested and convicted for carrying a concealed firearm. Well. <laughs> 
1957, what? he had... What? Oh, no. He, I'm just... He was, like, 16 at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. In 1957, he was arrested for drunk driving. He was expelled from school, which the, was Peter Schuler High School. And then he decided to join the Air Force. Oh, lovely. I told you. It's like a running theme with these people. I'm not 100% sure what's going on. I told on. you, a lot of them go into the military. I don't know why. It's like free reign to kill. True. You ain't going to get in trouble for doing your job. In 1958, he was court-martialed, so he's not really doing anything Ugh. of anything. Stupid. <laughs> he couldn't even do that right. No, he really couldn't. That's why I'm just like, they're not, literally, the people that I've done, they, like, they get, quote-unquote, shipped out, but it's like, there's no records of them actually being shipped out anywhere. It's for their resume. <laughs> I was there. Mm-hmm. Briefly, uh, but it counts. <laughs> My name is Blambo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he was court-martial, and he did two months in prison, and he had a $155 fine. That's it? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I guess back then, that's a bit. Well, and I'm not even 100% sure what he did, but he did something. Mm-hmm. Uh, one month after he got out, he was court-martialed again. Um, he was required to go through a psych evaluation or at least therapy of some sort. Somewhere said that he had gone to AWOL a few times, so I don't know. But no, he was... Done it. Huh? Nothing. That, that same month or around that same time, he was dishonorably discharged and he decided to move in with family in Texas. They don't want you. So I think his parents were there in Texas. That's where he, that's who he moved in with. In 1959, he attempts to go back to school and he enroll, enrolls in R.L. Paschal High School. But it's okay because he's expelled after three months. <laughs> Wait, why? Because he was old? <laughs> no. That's what I'm like. He went into the military mm-hmm. and then went back to high school? Yeah. Got he got ki- he was discharged, dishonorably discharged. I know, but I didn't think. Never mind. I don't know. He needed his GED. Well, you don't go back to high school. You go to a special program. You don't go to, to GED. Now or then? I don't know. This is the 1950s, sweetheart. Yo, you heard that? <laughs> this is the 1950s, I know. sweetheart. You're the one who doesn't know. My, how the tables have turned. <laughs> she don't fucking know either. <laughs> <laughs> so in August of 1959, it says that he marries a Linda Weir, W E I R. You like how they always marry a Linda? I don't know. And I don't know these things until I start researching. And maybe born in March and shit. <laughs> <laughs> but it's okay because after that, they're se- they separate after three weeks. So that doesn't even last. Oh. Hmm. And he's arrested for an attempted robbery. Hmm. In September of that year, he's arrested for a string of auto thefts, and he does five years probation. In October, he has a baby with an unknown woman, so they don't... Everywhere that I've seen, they don't actually have this woman's name, but he does end up getting somebody pregnant. He has the baby, but the baby's born premature and stillborn, so the baby Uh doesn't survive. Yeah. And then he meets a Charlotte Weber. Somewhere said Charlotte Gray, Charlotte Weber. He's still living with his parents at this time. 
And apparently he is a handful at home. Oh, Mind yeah? you, he's a grown-ass man, and he's a handful at home. Whenever he gets upset with people, he decides to light his bedroom on fire. What? He kicks in doors in the house, and he constantly threatens his parents with uh, killing them or murdering them. Like, you're pissing me off. I'm going to kill you. And his parents 100% believe that he is capable of doing this. Uh, no shit. Yeah. Oh, by the way... With the whole infidelity thing, the parents were trying to separate, but then decided that they're both doing the same shit, so why not just stay together for the kids? I mean, <laughs> just are you kidding? I get what they're I'm saying. I'm not kidding you. No, they decided to do that. But at the same time... Well, they were both doing it. I know, and if I'm they're saying. both aware of both of them doing it, then what's really the point, honestly? Yeah. yeah. <sighs> so in 1960, March of 1960, Charlotte finds out she's pregnant in june on june 9th they get married and december 12th their daughter is born what's her name linda bethine b-e-t-h-e-n-e bethine i'm assuming that's how you pronounce it bethany is that i don't know it might be i don't know uh i don't know i didn't write it down so i don't know i did h-e-n-e bethany Oh. I mean, it makes sense. It's just not a Y. I guess so. I just figured that it might have been two E's. People write weird shit, though. (laughs) (laughs) Soon after the baby's born. Arrested. No. (laughs) Charlotte ends up getting pregnant with a second. Oh, no. But so some sources say that he told her to put the baby up for adoption. Other ones say that the mom. The first baby or the second one? No, the second second one. one. They kept the first one. But it says that either he told her to put the baby, the second baby up for adoption or the parent, her parents told her to put the second baby up for adoption. But she does go through with the pregnancy, has a baby and then puts a baby up for adoption. Then 1961 in August. So August 1961, his younger brother ends up committing suicide. I believe his brother was in the military as well. He had come home and just things were going on. And they said, I believe he was found in a church parking lot. Oh, no. What is it called? Basically, the fumes from the car, he killed himself out. Carbon monoxide. Yeah, but there's like, I don't know. They, They said something in the article that it was called, like, whatever. It doesn't matter. I mean, whatever. (laughs) Whatever. How's your sister? So March 1964, (laughs) his parents send him to be evaluated at Western State Hospital in Stanton, Virginia. He is then diagnosed as antisocial and a sociopath. Like we didn't kind of already know this. Right? Yeah. You got hints of it. There were little red flags. I'm going to kill you. (laughs) That's not a big red flag. Okay. (laughs) Around the same time, he... So, in the time before, I'm assuming that him and Charlotte get divorced, but it doesn't say when. I couldn't find when they get divorced. But around this time in 1964, he ends up meeting Awanda Faye Davis, who is six years younger than him, and they get married in September. Of 1964. There's a whole lot of shenanigans going on with this man. <laughs> He's like 12. Yeah. Lord have mercy. So in Sorry. 1966, he gets arrested for kidnapping and sodomy. 
for on a little girl he is with someone and it is actually his wife wanda's cousin that is in the car with him that helps him kidnap this little girl but charges are actually dropped because the fact that the jury found out the little the girl got in the car willingly what yeah so So? they considered it they considered it as consensual it's not kidnapping if she gets in the car on her own free will that's what they said what yeah so even how old was this child i can't remember i'll look for it in a second but yeah no she yeah because she got in the car willie and they were like hey get in the car she's like all right bet so (laughs) she gets in the car and because she got in the car willingly it's not considered kidnapping so the charges were dropped i told you it's like a running theme with these people how they get away with this shit i honestly don't know i mean if they didn't (laughs) We wouldn't have stories. Right? In this same year, Davis gets pregnant. So his wife gets pregnant. But <laughs> I hate this man. I'm assuming that he doesn't want the kid or they get in an argument. Not really sure what goes down prior to. Not privy to all the details. But he gets pissed off. He pushes her down the steps and she ends up miscarrying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's wrong with this man? He's a little angry. A little? Yeah. He. I mean, there might be something going on with his brain. The oxygen was cut off on multiple occasions. Right? Right. Mm. Um, Davis does get pregnant a second time, but by the time she gets pregnant with the second kid, or ha- by the time that she ends up having the baby, James and Wanda are already divorced. So she ends up having the baby, but they're already divorced. And James ends up finding his next wife named Karen, C-A-R-Y-N. And she is 12 years younger than him. Okay. And he gets married to her right after they get divorced. Yeah. He gets divorced from Wanda. Yeah. Like he ends up getting. uh, mm, Yep. I don't I don't know. Jesus. But while he is married to Davis, there's a lot of things that happen. But all I can say right now is that he ends up acting out and telling Davis sexual fantasies that he has. So like these tortured, demented sexual fantasies that he has, he ends up acting them out on her and telling her a lot of what he wants to do. His ex-wife. Well, when they were together. So, yes, it's his ex-wife now. But, like, when they were together, he would act these things out during their marriage. Okay. (laughs) I was trying to listen to the noise. So, we'll jump ahead a couple of years. And in 1976, he ends up being arrested for counterfeiting money. (laughs) Send him to my prison. <laughs> right? When you were counterfeiting a three piece set. <laughs> That's when you were like counterfeiting, and I was like, counterfeiting. I mean, yeah, I understand <laughs> counterfeiting money, but like, that would have been a lot to them in 1778. <laughs> Look at her slightly remembering dates. <laughs> that would have been three cents. Just think about how much it would have actually been, though. <laughs> Could have gotten them a piece of brood. Brood? That's what you called bread. (laughs) Dumbass. (laughs) Oh my gosh, she forgot last week already. I forgot about that. It's been Um, when he was arrested. The police went to go search his home, and they end up finding a printing press, dildos, vibrators, 
whips, and a stack of index cards. She said dildos, right? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Vibrators, dildos, you know, all that jazz. I just wanted to make sure. Everything. Were they wooden ones? I don't know. You've never seen a wooden one? I don't want to. Don't. We don't. Okay. (laughs) But on the index cards, so there's like stacks of them. He has names, addresses, physical features or types, and measurements of multiple women. So each car that he had, and he had like a stack of them. Oh is, no! Was is a this different his potential woman. wives? I, I don't know. Maybe it's his own personal Rolodex. We're not a hundred percent sure. His little black book. Do you guys know what a Rolodex is? Yeah, not yes. you, listeners. Oh, <laughs> my bad. <laughs> I love the Rolodex and that shit was like flap, flap, flap. <laughs> I used it was to like that shit your own out. mini uh, wheel, of wheel <laughs> not wheel of fortune price, price is, is right. right yeah yeah big yeah. wheel <laughs> big money big money <laughs> we're gonna go all today <laughs> and when they went to investigate they also saw that his walls were covered in self-taken amateur porn pictures <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Of himself? No. Oh. Like, he took them himself, but they were of the women. Okay, never mind. Not funny. The ones on the cards? We don't know We yet. don't know. Oh, okay. Don't know. Because there's only... There's information there, this? but there's no names. So this was 1976. Oh. Okay. Yep. So he was convicted of counterfeiting and sentenced to the federal penitentiary in danbury connecticut damn when evaluated though it is said that he had an iq of 127 which put him in the top four percent crazy psycho mm-hmm. <laughs> i saw that bounce <laughs> that out weird. that was really weird so in 1978 he moves to arlington virginia and decides that he wants to be a barber <laughs> just gonna change things up <laughs> Sweeney Todd. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He hates it. He doesn't stick with it. He just adds that the convict life is what's up for him. (laughs) Why is she damn? We just sick. (laughs) (laughs) Don't do something with convict music. I know. Okay. Just making sure you know, you know. I got it. I can see you from my shadow. Wanna jump up? Lamborghini Gelato. 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 Mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Barbara. So, in this same year, okay, I thought this was crazy, but in this same year, the Crime Information Center that held his information so that way he had to report to them where, like, he was living and all this stuff. He had to let them know where he was. Something happens where Blew they up. get their information wrong and they think he died that year. Oh my god. So gosh. they are no longer tracking him. What? Yeah, they think that he died. Yep. Maybe his dad died that year? I don't maybe. Because he was the second. He was. So I can I'm guessing maybe that's that's what it was. We'll look it up in a minute. Don't look it up. Yeah, don't look it up, then you're gonna find all his other shit. What? I have I have the dad's um Tomb, the memory for the murders. <laughs> What's it called? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Tombstone. That's what it is. 
No, his dad died in 1966. But this was like 10 years after. Maybe that's what it was. They got the like 10 years wrong. Who knows? Who knows? For whatever reason, these people were like, he did. End of story. So they thought. In September of that year, he ends up abducting and raping a nursing student who is 19 years old, and he releases her the next day in Delaware. After all this time, he ends up divorcing, what was that other wife? Were we on the fourth wife? Karen. Karen. Maybe it was a girlfriend. Whatever. I don't know. They end up separating. So in 1979, during this summer, he meets and marries a Barbara Abbott. But their marriage only lasts a year and a half. Barbara? Mm-hmm. Okay. I thought you said Barbara Abbott. Barbara Abbott. If you were paying attention. I am. Are not. I am so. In 1980, he then attempts to abduct someone else, but she is able to escape. Does he get arrested for these crimes? Are we are we there yet? Also, he probably did if we talking about him. <laughs> well, I mean, not these two. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard anything about him getting arrested. Not yet. He has not gotten arrested yet. During all of this, he actually starts counterfeiting money again. And he's using them in what they call like suburban malls. So he's using $20 bills, going into stores, buying like a small item, and then when they give him the change, so he buys something for like $1.20. So then they give him the rest of the money Mm -hmm. back. And he's just going around stores in many different states doing this. So he's making money off of all of this. And yeah, so this is what he's doing in between kidnapping and raping people or attempting to. Still making money. Yep. Mm -mm. We're going to go into, well, maybe, hmm. Oh, I'll give you this information first. So 1980, they start seeing the counterfeiting bills. They start seeing that there's a pattern and that it's going through the different states. By the time they find all these different bills, they realize that he has passed at least $30,000 $30,000 in 30 different, 38 different states. Wow. Yeah. And they're doing this investigation. The Secret Service is the one that is going into this. And that's why I was saying that it has to do with Washington, D.C., because the Secret Service is the one. So they're out in D.C. gathering all this information. All these banks are sending all this information to them. They're finding the bills in 38 different states. And he's not considered top priority because they don't realize how much he's doing. But by 1982, it is actually said that he passed $130,000 in 44 different states. Dang, son. Yeah. And after like doing interviews with all sorts of different people, they get the information, like they get his basic information. He's about 5'9", 5'10", 160 to 170 pounds. And that he has dark hair, and sometimes he'll come in with, like, a fake mustache, a wig, or a hat on. And that's how he gets through all these different stores. But then, in 1983, May 25th, he is actually arrested for counterfeiting. So because of everything that he had been doing, the Secret Service decides to put these posters together, go to all these different states, and disperse the profile that they have of him and the picture that they have drawn up of him so the sketch that they had made Mm -hmm. and apparently they stopped at one store and the guy was like i've seen him before i know who he is 
I could definitely tell you again, like what happens. And I think they said 30 minutes after they had handed out, he came into one of the malls, gave the, like bought something, was sitting there talking to the person, person realized who he was, let him cash out because obviously they have to have like the bill in hand to be able to, yeah. To arrest him. Yeah. And so then they call security and this security guard. Secret what are they? Service? Secret service. I wanted to call them social services. I was like, <laughs> I know that's not right at all. But the secret service ends up still being there because they're passing out all this stuff and they catch him. They that's end up crazy. catching him in Tennessee. He has a fake ID with the name of Roger Colin Blanchard. He has a revolver on him and two sets of keys. Blanch! <laughs> <laughs> When they interrogate him, he says that he doesn't have a car, blah, blah, blah. But they're like, we know this man has a car because he's going from state to state to state. Mm -hmm. Like, it's insane how many times, like, he's in one. And then the next day, he'll be, like, a couple states over. So he's making moves. He's going crazy. And so they wait until the mall closes. They wait until night. They see that there's still three cars left on the mall parking lot. Uh. And they try the keys out to the cars and it ends up opening one of the cars. So instead of searching it, they go get a search warrant and then they search the car. Smart. Yeah, and that's when they find counterfeit notes, a false identification documentation, and a police badge. <gasps> what? Yeah. Oh, he made the police badge. Yeah, girl, he's making money. He's not gonna make <laughs> no, a I'm just badge. making sure he made it and not yeah. stole it off of somebody. That shit could be from Toys R Us. Well, <laughs> the Secret Service from DC ends up being notified of everything that's going on, and they decide to get a warrant for his apartment. When they go into his apartment, they end up finding his apartment and a storage unit, I believe. So they end up finding. Not just counterfeit stuff, but they end up finding handcuffs, <laughs> lubricant, oh. dildos, bloody underwear, Mm-mm. thousands of pictures of women, and then in one instance, they end up finding audio recordings. Oh my gosh. So they find tapes, and when they listen to these tapes, they realize that this is so much bigger than they had ever anticipated because. He's doing all these rapes and they start listening to these tapes and it's they on the tapes themselves. They have the names of women and then it has him talking to these women. So they assume because of how violent and the screams and everything that are happening in these tapes that the women that are in these tapes are dead. They don't know that the women have survived. And there was one lady, I forget how they end up finding her friend, but they find this lady. The lady's like, I know her. So she's like, I know that voice. I know who it is. She ends up calling her friend and she's like, you need to come here, blah, blah, blah. So the friend ends up coming down to the station, listening to the tape. And she's like, yeah, that's me. Apparently he had kidnapped her, kept her for like three days, just torturing, raping her. She never reported it? She said that she didn't because of fear and the fact that she didn't even know what he looked like because all she saw was his naked body. Mm -hmm. And whenever she was able to see him, he had a um, a bag over his face. She said it was like a hood, but like it was just the eyes and mouth cut out. That's crazy. 
And so that's what he was doing to these people. So there were times that he had actually killed people. And there they... But it was insane because they did all of this. They found the audio tapes. And what they said was the hardest thing is because normally they have the victims first. And And then then they go look for the killer. So they had asked, because this is a Secret Service dealing with the counterfeiting, they had asked for help with the FBI. And the FBI is like, we don't know what to do for you because we usually do it the opposite way. So you guys are shit out of luck and on your own. Reverse osmosis. Yeah. They were like, we they can't just look up the person and be like, if the names have, if the tapes have names. Because they had no victims. So what the Secret Service ended up doing was creating their own database based off of what the FBI had, like what the FBI normally used in order to have the victim first and then find the killer. They ended up getting the killer and then going through and looking at all of these different things that fit with it. And they realized that in some of the tapes, it was actually one of the tapes was his own was his two last wives. And that's how they found out that, like, he was doing what he was doing to his wives and stuff like that and acting out what he wanted. But I believe it was, who was it? Charlotte? I don't know. His, like, second to last wife that you could really tell that he had such a hatred towards her. And for what reason, I'm not 100% sure. But, like, you could see how intense he was. Because that's when he pushed down the stairs. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, but it was like you could, they said that it was like the intensity and the way that he talked about her. And he had like diaries that he had scripted out yeah. all of these things. So that way he knew what to do with the different people and stuff like that. My yeah. God. It was crazy. So they end up finding out because of them going through all these different cases and finding the same MOs for everybody, they realized that in 1982, he had actually killed a realtor and that he was going around killing realtors because they were easy targets because he made them feel so comfortable that when they when he got them alone in the house and in the 1982 case, well, in the 1982 murder, he had actually asked her if he could see the attic. So she's like, OK, she takes him up there knowing like what could possibly be wrong. So it said that she was always checking in but then her boss didn't hear from her he had taken her up into the attic said he wanted to see it because he had kids and he needed a lot of storage space he ended up hanging her in the attic of the house that he was showing her and stabbing her in the heart twice and then just leaving her there what the fuck and that he had done it to other realtors Wow. Um, in 1983, he had killed two men that he was apparently holding for ransom. But again, he was never caught for these things. So in 1988, he ends up going to trial. And the one lady that had been verified that the voice was hers, she ended up having to sit trial. Oh, shit. Oh, and no. he decided to represent himself. Okay, Ted So Bunny he had to cross-examine her. <gasps> yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. And he was no. like, well, how do you know? If, he was like, how do you know who the killer was if you couldn't see, her, see their face? And she's like, no, I know that voice and that voice was you. She's like, there's no doubt in my mind. I don't have to see his face to know that it's yeah, your voice. Yeah, even after six years. Yeah. 
You fuck you, man. <laughs> yeah. And PTSD. Yeah. Trauma. Yeah. But he decided to represent himself. It was like, it was crazy. And by the time that he was caught, the they said that the notes that he had passed, that they number them. Mm-hmm. And so he had actually three different ones. So his numbers for the counterfeiting notes were... 72157373 and 7404 because that was the difference in the notes that he would pass throughout the years. So that's how they marked him and that's how they knew it was him. But yeah, because of the way that they seized the information, they listen, wait, hold on. No, wait, no, hold on. No, no, wait, no, hold on. No, 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 you don't no. fucking start a conversation start with there. <laughs> Stop. You started. Stop. We're ending this right no, now. No, 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 no. Wait, because, no, nope. wait, wait, no. I swear because, to God. Because, wait, the way that they seized the information, they had gone in with the search warrant for the counterfeiting They stuff. couldn't use any of the information. He tried to get it admissible you. in court. The judge said, you're really smart, dude. You know your shit. Like, I get where you're coming I from. I see you, homeboy. Yes. <laughs> but we're allowing it. Thank you. Yeah, I'm like they allowed it. Anyway. Well, you have to think. I already told I was about you to flip the table. I already told you that We're she had to stand trial. Time. I know. Yeah, but yeah. So he almost got away with it. Like he almost got away with it. He ended up getting 375 years for counterfeiting. Oh my god! <laughs> Holy shit! Was never charged for the kidnapping or rape crimes or the murders. Wow. They had said because he had already gotten so many years, there was no point in trying him. Who fucking cares? Exactly. The families feel Is really... Is this motherfucker still alive? I'm going to start a petition. <clears throat> Yo, you guys, what's that thing? Change.org. <laughs> it's fucking happening. I'm Googling this right now. What the fuck is his name again? Nope. Some asshole. So... The parents do, I mean, the families do feel really cheated because of the fact that he was never tried for the family murders or anything like that. But again, he did get 375 years for counterfeiting. Is that any justice? I feel like it's not. But from what they do know, what they can tie to him, because he was not tried for any of these things. So what he is considered a suspect of is different kidnappings, (coughs) uh, rapes, and possible murders in North Carolina, Maryland, New Jersey, Rhode Island, Louisiana, and New York. Those are ones that they can somewhat confirm. Yeah. yeah, Because of the ML. And like I said, what was it? 44 different states, but the ones that they had picked up on first were Kentucky, Ohio, Cincinnati, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania. But he was using them nationwide, (coughs) his counterfeiting notes. Yo, fuck this guy. When he would speak to realtors, he was he would actually go by the name Dr. Zach. He had a huge gold ring that he would wear on his hand with a red stone on it. He also, the Secret Service knew him as the mall passer because he used his counterfeiting bills right. in malls. He was also known as Mike because of his middle name, Mitchell. Al Wise, Frank A. Turner, and he had many different aliases because of him going from state to state. Like he had his car registered in one state from one name and then another name in another state. So it was just pretty crazy. But yeah, he ended up dying from pneumonia at the age of 70 in 2011. Fuck him. (laughs) I'm still post-mortem charges. 2007? 2011. I'm sorry. 
No, I... 2011 at age 70. And he was referred to in a Criminal Minds episode, season four. Uh, the episode is named Zoe's Reprise. I'm not talking about it anymore. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, you're not that far off. Really? You're really not. Get out. This is the picture that everywhere has. Is that this <laughs> one? Oh, no, this oh one. This one, I'm like. Yeah, like like you're not that ba- the far off. You're really not that, that is far so funny. off. Like the crazy eyebrows and everything. <laughs> I don't know. I felt like he had like longer hair for some reason. I was like, mm. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so it says that he was in North Carolina, a jail in North Carolina when he passed. Yo, away. I'm so fucking mad. Like, I know it doesn't look like it right now, but I feel like I'm going to throw up all the fucking popcorn <laughs> I eat. Like, I'm There's so no mad. I just no. <sighs> I'm going to go find his grave and just stomp on it. Oh, and I feel like by the time he passed away or like some point in there that he was reevaluated and he ended up having an IQ of 145. No, fuck like him. At I don't one care. Point. But yeah, again, he has like a lot of shit going on. Willing to try to make this better. Ain't nobody okay with this. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, I don't know oh. how I manage this. Like, I don't research the people first and then decide, oh, I'm going to write a- No, like, I'm like, that name, that name right there. And then I start writing about them. And I'm like, what the? F-? And I, I have to go back and look at other people just to make sure that I have that not talked about. <laughs> yeah, because they're so similar. Right. They have the audio recordings on YouTube. Yeah. Nope. No. I'm not listening. To no, I there's, know. There's I, actually I, the there's different episodes that I have watched for like obviously different crime things like true crime stuff. And they will allow his voice to be played. But for and that's why I didn't say a lot of the victims names or any of the victims names because they they block out the audio recording for the victim for their yeah. sake. Because again, a lot of them survived. Yeah. Yo. Fuck him. Yeah. Fuck you. Fuck you. I'm looking at a picture <laughs> of you. Oh man. Seriously. Post mortem charges. I'm getting on this. I'm going to change.org. Fuck <laughs> shit. I'm doing it. You think I'm crazy? Oh, I don't give a shit. God. I'm doing it's happening. It's happening, you oh, guys. Oh my gosh. <sighs> What? Me? Yeah, I'm you. heated. <laughs> yep. It's going to be me the rest of the day. It's always Linda. <laughs> My God. It is. It's always Linda. I'm sorry. I don't know what to tell you. I'm Googling it to make sure it's not a thing. I'm starting a petition. <laughs> oh, my God. Y'all think I'm crazy. I'm not crazy. <clears throat> okay. Are we ready for my missing person while you're doing that? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So I decided to pick DC because we were dealing with the Secret Service today. Not mm-hmm. so much the FBI because they didn't really help. <laughs> Don't come at me. But anyway, the Metropolitan Police Department is seeking the public's assistance in locating 13-year-old Philana Ellaby, who was last seen in the 14,000 block of Clay Place Northeast on Wednesday, March 16, 2022. The incident was reported on March 17th. Falana Ellaby is described as a black female, 5'5 in height, 120 pounds, with black hair and brown eyes. She was last seen wearing a dark blue jacket and light blue jeans. Call them. 
It doesn't, oh have, my a, gosh. It doesn't have a phone number. <laughs> oh, did I say five o'clock? You can contact the Youth and Family Services Division at 202-576-678. What? 6768 or Command Information Center at 202-727-9099. Thank you. Thanks. You're welcome. Still mad at you. But you want to see something funny while I'm mad at you? It's Somebody a, already did it. It's a dual side. Nah, I, I got this. It's a dual sided water bottle for sharing drinks with your homie. Ew. Ew. I know. It's so gross. No. <laughs> that looks like I was cleaning out the garage and I found my shake <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> Dad was like, you still want this? And I was like. <laughs> like yeah. Oh, my God. I think I left it in the garage. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Did I say it was episode 46? Yes, you did. <laughs> I'm still mad at you, Linda. This is like... Mm-mm-mm. But he made a lot of money. Yeah. Uh-huh. He was doing things with his life? I don't know. No, he he was doing bad things with his life. <laughs> but they were things being done. No. <sighs> well, okay. thank you, though. Yeah, thanks, thank, guys. Thank you. Someone else come beat up Linda, because I... Mm-mm. She don't need to be beat up. Anyways, everybody, follow. <laughs> what is it? Rate, review, review, subscribe, follow at ECC the podcast. ECC the podcast. What thank is you. there? What is our? Hold on, let me. ECC the podcast.com. Yes, thank you. Patreon. I just, mm-hmm. And still to this day, as of recording, oh my God, I kicked the wonky leg on my chair. I'm going to die. No one has, no, the third person has not found uh, the thing of things on our website so <laughs> you can still try mm-hmm. if you would like if you would like mm-hmm. anybody got anything else no anybody? i think that's it the nacho cheese for the popcorn was yeah that's it. it's pretty good uh oh shit Just a light sprinkle oh yeah don't forget to like send us your story suggestions and also they don't have to be east coast they don't as you as long as you're suggesting it it doesn't have to be east coast but what we have to research on our own has to be east coast so if you have someone out there that's like anywhere just let us know yeah Mm -hmm. true yes and we missing persons if you know anybody or want us to feature anything you can go ahead and send that to us on like facebook or what else has DMing? Instagram. Instagram. Or we you can just message us on the website. Jonathan will get it, but remember that you can talk to him for a little bit. He gets bored during the day. Anyway, we'll see you guys later. See you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to East Coast Creepin'. Cover art by Leslie Lozano. Music from Premium Beat. Editing by Larry Bark at Revitalist Recording Studio. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at ECC the Podcast. Don't forget to rate and review. See ya!